Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Well, I got to tell you, I am excited about today's episode because I have my friend Stacy Ogle with me. And I got to tell you, this is one of those that, you know, again, we should have hit record long before we actually hit record. But anyway, <laughs> it is what it is, right? But I got to tell you, you know, um, if, if you're like most people, sometimes you probably get down on yourself. You say some things in your head to yourself and maybe put yourself down or you've gone through the ringer. And sometimes, you know, you, you burn everything down or you feel like you're trying to climb out of a hole uh, that you've gotten yourself into. And so I'm excited today to talk to Stacy because we're going to talk more about kind of compassion and self-care and kind of cleansing yourself of some of this stuff. And that really the way to get out is through that. And she has an amazing story uh, and a lot of expertise that she's going to share with you as well today. So again, let's get into it. Let's roll that episode. Hi, I'm Jason Mefford. And you're in the right place to start transforming your career and life with this podcast. I've been in the trenches as an executive leader, and now I'm an executive coach and confidential advisor to executives all over the world. I use a multidisciplinary approach to improve learning that drives transformation by getting to the root cause in a practical, no-nonsense way. I love learning and sharing what makes people tick. You get both education and entertainment, since learning shouldn't be boring, right? But that's enough about me. This podcast is a combination of intuitive leadership, neural influence, and mental mastery to take your career and life to levels you've never thought possible. If you're wanting to improve yourself, develop stronger relationships professionally and personally, make quicker, better decisions, and become a more effective leader, then of course, this podcast is for you because you are going to learn how to manage emotions in yourself and others, avoid burnout, stress, and anxiety, master your mind, get people to listen and take action, and become a lifelong learner. And when you do that, you will have a positive mental attitude, executive leadership presence, and the skills to know exactly what to say and do in any situation. I'm glad you're here. So, let's get started. All right, Stacy, <laughs> how you doing? I'm good, yeah. You're on the hot seat, girl. Here we go. Are you ready? Sweet. Ready. <laughs> No, I, uh, I, I appreciate you and I appreciate the energy that you bring and the beautiful person that you are, um, you know, as well. And so was excited to find out that you actually help people with kind of compassion and self-care. So I'll let you talk a little bit about that. But it's it's an important topic that so many people need to hear and that we need to work on more. So so give a little backstory to people as as far as, you know, who you are and kind of 
why you got to this point of helping people with this. Yeah, absolutely. First of all, thank you for having me. I, it's a joy to be with you. So thanks so much for your time, Jason. Just love talking to you. <laughs> <laughs> well, I love talking to you. So there we go. It's a win-win, right? I know. I think we've already been talking like half an hour just to chat with two of us. So we'll let the world in on what we've been talking about. So so thank you. But um, yeah, so I started my uh, my journey just like so many, so many women that I talked to. And for me, I struggled with my relationships and I didn't, didn't really understand that I was struggling. I just felt that it was just me. Like there was something wrong with me and I was seeking something. I was like, I have everything that you're supposed to want to have in life to make it. I had, you know, I got married, I had the house, I had, um, you know, the, the husband, the kids, the career, and yet I just wasn't happy and I didn't really know why. And um, life took a turn when several members of my family got um, cancer. I had multiple people in my family who got cancer at the same time. And within a year, it was a huge transformation in my family, um, just dynamically. And a lot of that took energy for me because I was helping with many of that, uh, that journey. And so I was already struggling, didn't know what was going on. So everything just kind of came to a head. And when I look back now, I realized that I was just seeking everything from outside of me. And I wasn't, I didn't know how to replenish myself and how to love myself and truly take care of myself. So I was seeking everything externally. So when my external world kept changing, I didn't know how to, to keep going in a healthy way. So what happened was I basically burned my life down. Like you said earlier, it was and I said, don't, I don't recommend it for anybody. If you can avoid that, don't do that. <laughs> I know it's, it's painful. It's cathartic, it, it is. but it's painful if you don't have to go through that. It is. So basically got divorced, burned everything down. And I'd mentioned to you, I had um, got a concussion, had a couple of breakdowns. And finally I was at the point, instead of me pushing through life, which is what I had always done because I found my, um, my value in being productive and so I finally sat and stopped and was like, okay, I've been pushing and pushing and pushing and life is just so painful. Like it was painful to the point where just being like my skin hurt. It was so painful just to be, just to be. And so I finally sat and I'm like, okay, I surrender to whatever this is. I don't know what the next step is. It was the first time I think I'd ever really said that to myself instead of I'll figure it out. I'm just going to push my way through it. Instead, I said, I'm going to stop. And I don't know what this looks like, but life is already a mess. And I'm willing to see what this mess actually can unfold into. And so I had to rebuild that and I had to rebuild myself, but it was me actually choosing to, from such a place of, I was worth it. And I wanted to do it for myself and not for other people because I was always giving to other people because I didn't want to spend time on myself to figure out really what I was about. So that's why I was good at being productive and to giving to everyone else, which just compounded the issue. So I finally sat and said, okay, this is it. I surrender. I don't know where else to go at this point. So I'm just going to take the step forward. And what I mentioned to you a few minutes ago was when I look back on that part of my life, it was such a painful part, but I have so much compassion for that woman who fought so hard to keep going and to say, this isn't it. This isn't okay. This, I, this isn't how life should be. I know that there's something else. And it wasn't me. It was that I was basically afraid to you know, confront myself, but I really thought there was something wrong with me, but I had so much compassion 
But I look back for that part of my life, for that experience and for that woman and for the woman who did all the work that got me to this point. And I know that even in the future that I will look back and be like, I'm so grateful and so grateful, so grateful and love that woman so much, even though she seems so far you know, removed from me, but I love her. And I say that often, thank you to the old version of myself for getting me here. And now I have so much more love and compassion for myself, which also allows me to have so much more love and compassion for other people. So it's been such a journey. And I know that there are other people that experience the same kind of setbacks and pains. And especially as a mom that we give so much that we don't take that time for ourselves. And it really is important. And that's where my life has come to this part where I'm here just to help other people see that it is okay. Wherever they're at is perfectly where they're supposed to be. And it's okay. And to start having compassion for themselves. Well, because I know, you know, a lot of people can relate to this. I can relate to this as well, right? I mean, I my life got burned down at a point too, divorce, career change, fire, I mean, breakdowns, all this kind of stuff as as well too. And I think it's, you know, you brought up some some really interesting points here that I'd I'd like to dig into a little bit more because yeah. I think, you know, I I was this way as well too, where I felt like there was value in me being productive. And so I was very productive. I got shit done, right? And 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 I'm sure a lot of people feel that way as well. But you know, as as I've kind of come on a similar journey as you, you know, I've started to realize that I was probably hiding behind my productivity. I was busy being busy, so I didn't have to confront myself. Right. You said you were afraid to confront yourself. Right. So I'm sure a lot of people have this same thing. I felt the same way, too. Right. So let's let's maybe talk, talk a little bit about that. Right. Because, again, the world usually measures us, you know, especially from a business perspective on how productive we are. Or, you know, do we live in the white picket house with the two, 2.5 children and the, you know, happy family, right? That we know is usually a facade and bullshit, but anyway, right? <laughs> right? So, but how, how do we, I guess, kind of slow down and change our story from trying to be so productive to actually confronting ourselves, which can be scary. Oh, absolutely. Right. I mean, I think that's why so many of us try to stay busy so we don't have to confront ourselves. Yeah, no, absolutely. And I think um, I've heard it said that it's the social okayness is what we're, we're like, okay with what everyone else says is the, the right way and the, the way it's supposed to look. So that's what I think of when you, when you talk about the, the worldly view and how it's usually bullshit, it's, mm-hmm. it's that social okayness. So, so yeah, the productivity that was, that was like ingrained in me just as a kid. And I'm sure that many people, I don't know if it's the same for you or not, But that was just where I felt like I got the quality time that I needed was when I was doing something that was productive and I got recognized for that. And I think that goes with many of us, you know, you get recognized for the things that you accomplish, not, you know, necessarily for being you being the quirky, weird. I was always the weird. I was the odd one out in the family. I really was. Me too. (laughs) Yay. Good for weirdness. And I always just felt off, but, you know, I'm like, I know that that's what makes me special. And I think that you know, we are, 
we get uncomfortable. And so when we get that uncomfortable feeling, we're like, what will cover that up? What can I do? What's the habit that I do that keeps me feeling okay and, and more comfortable? And so it's really working past that point of uncomfort, you know, to get uncomfortable. And it's, as we always hear, you have to be comfortable with being uncomfortable. And you're like, what the hell does that mean? Mm-hmm. <laughs> and until you really start to pause and work through some of that. So I actually joke in my, when I teach women, I'm like, it's the power of the P and they're like, what? I'm like, it's the power of the pause. (laughs) (laughs) No, they're like, wait a minute, Stacey, what are you talking about? (laughs) But when you find that, that just that quietness, and I know as, as moms, as dads, as there's so much going on in the world that sometimes you think, where am I going to find the time for that? And it's really saying, I'm going to just make this, put it on my calendar and it's going to become a habit for me that I'm going to carve this out. And whether it's 30 minutes a day, might be five minutes a day. You know, you might have to go in your car. Sometimes I would do it in my car um, at work at lunch. I would go sit in my car because I just needed to retrain myself to actually sit and be quiet and not have a distraction around me. And that can be so uncomfortable for so many people because we're used to well, I have to be doing something. My body doesn't stop. And you and I have both experienced a a part of our growth is taking a large part, taking a long term of quietness. And I know that was like so foreign to me when I first did it, because it really, and I think that how I reacted the first time to that long term, um, the long time, the long period of time that we had it's probably how some people react to maybe 10 minutes to 30 minutes is like my body started reacting like, nope, you don't do this. You don't stop. You have to go, go, go. So just to start slowly training yourself that it is, is okay to pause and it's okay to have that quiet time for yourself. And it may be five minutes, it may be 10 minutes, maybe 30 minutes, but just to actually schedule that and to do it even every day so that your body can start to actually unwind And you can start to actually sink into who you are to give yourself that space where you're not reading. You don't have your AirPods in. There's no podcast going, even though this is a great podcast to listen to. You should be listening to this. (laughs) Yes. yes. (laughs) But to actually, you know, not be busy. And even if you go for a walk, there are days where I'm like, you know what? I haven't taken time for myself today. I'm not going to take a distraction with me. And the other day I went and sat in the grass for like 30 minutes at lunch just because I needed that space for myself. I knew that that was good for me, even though I didn't necessarily have it planned out. I knew it's something that's so good for me that I was like, you know what, I'm going to stop and do this today because I haven't done anything this week. So really taking that time and start to see how different you are and see once you take that time, who are you after that? How much different do you show up for your kids, for your family, for your job when you're not focused on Oh, the dishes need to be done. The laundry needs to be folded. I need to get this, this, and this done. The house needs to be in order or somebody has to go here. But to truly say, you know what? I'm a VIP in my world. I'm the first VIP. And if I can't take care of myself, then there's no way I can you know, get everything else done and be healthy and actually have the energy and enjoy what I'm doing. So understanding that you're the VIP, I think that's a big shift for a lot of people that they were like, oh, wait. I really have to treat myself as a VIP. How would you treat someone else as a VIP? Mm-hmm. What do you do for everyone else that you're not doing for yourself? Well, and we're going to go there in just a little bit too, because I, I want to go down that rabbit hole. Okay. Um, but but something something else that you said here, you know, because I 
I, I've been kind of in the same same position as you, right? We've both been conditioned externally, you know, to look for the recognition, to do the doing, to, you know, be productive all the time. And I will tell you, it is uncomfortable at first just to sit there, right? And so, so you know, I, I want to kind of bring up a little bit, you know, it's like I'm, I'm getting back into running now. I used to be a runner and kind of stopped for a while. And honestly, it's a little embarrassing, right? I can't go out and run three miles like I used to run, right? It's like even when I start to kind of run, it's like, man, my body's not used to this. I can't even run. I'm just kind of like shuffling like an old man, right? But if I want to get back to doing longer runs, the only way to get there is to start small, right? And so, you know, we all understand that from a, maybe like from a physical health perspective, right? But if I, you know, cause I remember like everything you go back and forth in life, right? And so I'm, I'm doing it again, but I remember last time that I'd really gotten back into running again. And, and I would start running and I'm like, oh man, I got to stop. I'm like, nope, I'm going to make it to that, to that uh, streetlight. Then I can stop. Right. And so you just start doing these little things, even if it's only a minute or five minutes, you know, you don't have to be sitting down doing this forever, but you're, you're working your way into it because it is going to feel uncomfortable because you're not used to doing it. But once you start doing it, then it becomes comfortable. Right. And like you said, you know, look around. Are you feeling different? Are things in your life changing? And they do, right? I mean, your clients, they experience that, right? I mean, it's, yeah. it's, it's something that seems so simple, but has a huge impact if you actually do it. Yeah. Yeah. And one thing I even, uh, for my clients, like at the end of a workday, you know, you bring that energy wherever you go. So I recommend even using, you know, our lovely technology, our phones, I said, set a timer. And like, if you work from home, which many of us do now set a timer 10 minutes before your kids get home or your spouse gets home and take that 10 minutes for yourself to clear that energy and just to have that break. So you're not just jumping from one thing to the next, but even if that's your moment of your time, then you can come in and you're so refreshed because you've released the work energy that you've been experiencing all day. And then you're refreshed to come at and be there and open for your kids and your spouse. And you come in to a whole nother different level than if you just jumped from one thing to the next and you never take that pause. So that's always a good start for, especially with people that work at home or if they're coming home, like in the car, don't have the radio on, but just really take that quiet time wherever you can but especially when you're going to transition from one huge thing like work into your family, that's a good place to really stop and then still schedule time for yourself. But that's a really good energy break is what I always tell people is just try it, see how different you are and see how much benefit you get from it. Well, that's probably a good idea too. I mean, I know we've a lot of a lot more people have been working from home for a while now, but I know, you know, the, the, commute to and from work was a time for a lot of people to be able to unwind. Now, you know, it's like you open your office door and, and you know, you're back in it. You don't have that time. So I think yeah. that's a great practical tip for people to do is just set a timer, you know, like you said beforehand, mm -hmm. give yourself those five minutes or those 10 minutes to kind of clear and move to whatever the next activity happens to yeah. be. Right. Yeah. 
Now I wanted, I wanted to jump a little bit more into, um, you know, because as a, as a mom, especially, right. I mean, you see this a lot with women. It's true with men as well. It's true with women that, that don't have kids, but this whole idea of, of taking care of everyone else and not taking care of yourself. Right. So let's, let's, talk about that because I know that there's a lot of guilt and shame and other things like that from moms, especially if they take time for themselves instead of always serving other people. Right. But, but you talked a little bit about your external world versus your internal world. So let's kind of tie some of that stuff together and what we can learn from that. Yeah. Yeah. I think, I know, you know, moms and dads, once you have kids, you want to give so much to them. So if you're already an overgiver, which I was an overgiver, <laughs> I would do everything for everybody else, but never really took time for myself. So I just didn't think I was valuable enough. Basically it was, I mean, I really didn't, it wasn't even a thought for myself. Like when I was helping my family and everything, I never thought, oh, I should take time for myself and take care of me first. It just was not, and I know that so many of us are programmed that way. And so we're so focused on the external part because that's where we feel really good. And that's how I felt. Like I really felt good giving to others. And it's because I didn't really know how to give to myself and receive for myself. So there was this disconnect where I was like, Oh, I, you know, I had, I stayed busy because that was where I actually felt the best, even though it was breaking me down and just really taking me down farther and farther. So Um, taking that time, like once I finally stopped, once I had that breakdown, it was taking that time to rebuild because I, what really made me stop in life, like even in my relationship was my kids seeing what impacted my kids. And I think as moms, as long as we think our kids are okay, we'll just tough it out. We'll just deal with it and internalize it because we want everything to be so good for them. And so that's where we're focused. A lot of times is we just want this. We want them to have their great experience in life. And we're going to do whatever we can to make that happen. So it just plays on that overgiving and which just compounds everything over and over again. So unfortunately, then at some point your kids are like, Hey, you're no longer cool, mom. So we're going to go do our thing. It happens. It <laughs> happens. Yeah. <laughs> we're going we're gonna to go do our thing. And then you're like, wait a minute, you know, I'm so used to giving and now what am I supposed to do? And so when that started happening for me, I was just kind of at a loss and I was like, I don't know where I'm I'm supposed to do with this, you know? And so that really allowed me during that time to say, okay, I, I want to be the best mom for them, but I know that I need to replenish myself first and I'm not doing that at all. So how am I going to show up if I keep doing this? And what am I teaching them? Because I started seeing them repeating some of the same habits that I have. I don't know if you've seen that in your life, but where you see, you're like, oh my gosh, my kids are starting to do things that I am doing. And that's not what I want them to do. I don't want them to feel this way about themselves. So that allowed me to really, all of that kind of lined up to where I just kind of stopped and was like, okay, what am I supposed to do with this? So it's just broken programming. And so I just had to reprogram myself, which started with those self-care, the compassion and making that Like it was so uncomfortable in the beginning, yet I just kept doing it, even though it was uncomfortable because I was committed to changing my life and changing my circumstances and helping also change my kids, their experience in life. 
So for me, it just was like, every day I was like, I'm committed to this. And it wasn't the forced commitment that I would do before. It really was, I don't know what this is going to look like, but I, I feel, and I trust that this is right for me. I know that I'm worth this and that I can start doing this. So starting that commitment into the compassion and the self-acceptance to say, this is where I'm at. And it's perfectly fine. I don't like it. (laughs) It feels really gross. And it's really messy, but this is where I'm at. And I'm just going to take those steps. And so I actually journaled on it. And when I went three months into a journal and I went back to day one, I couldn't believe the growth that I'd had. I didn't, I didn't think I had growth. I really didn't. But when I looked back at that day one and the thoughts and feelings I was having, I was like, wow, I have grown so tremendously in three months by doing these things over and over and over again. And so for me, it was actually able to actually track it and see it, even though I didn't realize that's what I was doing. And I think that's where people get discouraged is we want to see results. We want to see that what we're doing is paying off. And, you know, you mentioned running and weight loss and all the stuff that people can physically see the numbers change, you know, the scale change or your clothes fit differently where internal stuff, there's no, usually a physical thing where you're like, Hey, that's working right now. And unless you actually look back and really see how far you've come And it really is being purposeful on how you're, what you're doing. And that you're like, I know this, I trust that this is going to work. You have to trust yourself and know that it's going to work and move you forward. And then once you do that, and I, that's why I said journaling for me was it, but even if you do habits, you can really start to see, wait, this is working and I I'm trusting it and I'm going to keep doing it. And another three months, where am I going to be? And so it's that internal stuff that we can't see on the outside, but you slowly start to see it. It's just not an immediate thing that you're actually going to be able to like, Hey, you know, I look pretty good today. <laughs> you know, I started with the, the, I love yous and telling myself that I love myself, which is something that I know many of us have done, but it felt so foreign to me to say that to myself, that it was just like me saying butter, 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 <laughs> butter. I mean, it was like, there was like no feeling in it. And it took, you know, just to sit there every day and be like, but I'm committed to this. Butter's gonna butter, feel butter, damn good. butter, yeah. butter, 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 <laughs> <laughs> butter's going to feel pretty damn good. And so it just took a long, longer than, you know, I would, you know, you would think, and it really wasn't, you just want that to be like the next day. Like I got this, I want to move on. Cause that's what I was used to is being productive, having results, moving on. Well, this was something that took time. I mean, I was 30 some years old and yet I wanted to reprogram in like a week. I should have this done. And that's not how it's going to go. And so it really is committing to it and trusting it and doing those things until you start to feel that, man, that butter is awesome. <laughs> I love butter it. is awesome. It's yeah. amazing. <laughs> <laughs> when you, cause you know, cause it's just, it just takes time to really feel into that. And you have so many years of reprogramming and we don't give ourselves the credit for that. Just like your running journey. Yeah. We want to be like, I can jump back in. Like I did this, you know, yesterday, even though it's been 10 years or whatever, and it takes time and it takes effort but just to say, it's the small things to do it daily. And then you build and you build and you build. And all of a sudden you're like, wow, it's been a year and I feel pretty damn good. And this did pay off. Well, and I think, cause that's an important thing to kind of, you know, summarize again, because, you know, so much of the time, I think we, we feel discouraged mm-hmm. quickly on and, and most people don't have the commitment to stick with something long enough to actually see the results. Right. And so, you know, one thing I've been taught that is very true is 
you will never accomplish as much as you think you can in any given day. But in a week or a month or three months, you'll turn around and realize you accomplished way more than you thought you did, right? And that's kind of back to your example with the journaling, right? And even, you know, yeah, some of the physical stuff is you see some results maybe quicker, but there's also some mixed signals, right? Like if you're doing weight loss, well, you're losing fat, but you're gaining muscle and muscle weighs more than fat. So even though your pants feel, you know, different, maybe on the scale, you're the same, right? Right. And so a lot of times we, we stop and we start judging ourselves you know, too early in the process before we've actually seen the results. So we've got to kind of, we've got to, we got to stick with it long enough. You can't just do this for a day or a week, right? right? You got to actually do this longer term and from habit and everything else. We know it's usually between 60 to 90 days is when the habit actually kicks in. And that's usually when we see more of the results as well. But if you're not committed to do it for that long, you're probably not going to see the results. Yeah, absolutely. And that's where the compassion really comes into, especially in the beginning, because it's, it, you're going to have days where you're just like, gosh, why is this even working? What am I doing? It doesn't, you know, it just isn't sinking in, but it just takes that building. And like you said, it's like building a muscle. It takes time hmm. and effort, but you really just to trust the process and say, okay, I'm committed to this. I'm committed to myself in this journey of healing and really discovering all this stuff and just to have that compassion for, you know, you're going to have your ups and downs, like everything else. And to, to just trust it and go through those days, because I always think anytime something going on in my life, where am I going to be, you know, three weeks from now, six months from now. And that's what I'm really looking to. And that's, what's always helped me is to look forward and say, I know it might be messy right now, but I know in six months, it's going to look so much different. And I'm going to be a, such a better place by the things I do today. And that's always helped me um, just to move forward that no matter what's going on, I don't know what it looks like, but I know it's going to be better. So I'm just going to keep on going and keep doing what I'm doing. Well, I wanted to come back a little bit to, to something that we had talked about before, because I know this, you know, it, it definitely affects moms in, in particular, mm-hmm. you know, for the most part, especially, you know, it's the moms trying to be good moms. Yeah, the ones who are shitty moms that don't care, they don't have this issue. Right. But most moms are trying to be good moms. And and, you know, we we've we've kind of been indoctrinated with I mean, like you said. Right. I have the, 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 the career. I have the great family. I've got the kids. I've got the house. Why am I not happy? Right. And you hear people, you know, in fact, Lots of you listening may have been, may have said exactly the same thing in your head, right? I've got all these external things that, you know, the ads and everything else are telling me I got to have, and I have them, but I don't feel the way I thought I was going to feel, right? Because we're, we're still all looking externally. And so it's almost like, you know, for moms, but really for anybody, it's almost like we've got this badge of courage, if you will, right? We're, we're doing all these things, we're killing ourselves, sometimes literally, 
in providing care for everyone else. Because look, that's what a good mom does. That's what a good dad does. That's what a good employee does, right? So we're, we're killing ourselves trying to do all of these things for everyone else. And don't get me wrong, serving other people is great. Absolutely. But it sounds like you can serve all the other people, but if you're not serving yourself, you're missing the key and you're probably going to burn it down. Right. So let's, what is, you know, cause again, this concept of compassion and self-care may be a little new to some people. Mm-hmm. So what is this, what does this look like? I know we, we talked about, you know, just being silent with yourself is one, one way of doing it, you know, realizing that, Hey, I'm important. Mm-hmm. I need time for myself as well. But what are what are some other ways that compassion and self-care actually show up? Um, because I guess where I'm going with that is that so much of the time we think we love ourselves, but we're just saying butter because we don't feel it or we're not doing the things to show ourselves that we actually love ourselves. Right. In fact, we're doing things usually that tell ourselves that we hate ourself. Yeah. Yeah. We're, we're so focused on, like you said, the external and everything and, and finding that way of being with yourself and truly understanding who you are is it's a journey as you and I both know so that each person is different. And so for compassion, I, I have four kids. So every kid is different. As you know, as parents, we get to figure out each one is unique and everything. So they don't come with the, <laughs> with an owner's manual and every yeah. one of them is different. Yeah. Yeah. So even like with kids, um, and I think of people, every person has a different way of looking at what compassion is because they're at a different spot in their life. So when you are feeling those feelings, a lot of it's self-talk. So I see that with my kids, especially, but um, and I only reference them because I see things in them as I, that I know we're going to impact them as adults. And I've seen it because that's where I was going. Um, but the self-talk that we get about ourselves, a lot of times we're not even, you know, we're just like, why is that happening to me? Why did he do that to me? Why is, why is that look that way? And why is, so it's all these thoughts that go around in our head. And when that chatter gets going, we don't, we're just like completely completely bombarding ourselves. So when we come aware of that and we can say, wait a minute, the way I'm speaking to myself and my thoughts, that's one, one of the easiest ways to recognize when you can recognize that that's one of the quickest ways to actually show yourself compassion and say, wait a minute, I wouldn't speak to my child this way. I wouldn't speak. I wouldn't speak to you this way, Jason. Why am I speaking to myself that way? It's like we put ourselves in a bucket and we're like, we're down here and we're going to put ourselves in this bucket of all this stuff but we're going to give everyone else our sunshine. But then internally, I'm going to put myself in this really dark space and just bombard myself all day long. And so when, if you really stop, and that's why that quiet time is so good because in that time, you can really just sit with yourself and start saying, you know what? One of the things I started doing was to be like, I am beautiful. Everything that I have been, I am right now the way I look because as moms, we beat ourselves up after we have kids. I don't look the same you know, I look different and oh my gosh, I have these marks and these marks and you know, and I feel tired, but to sit there and say, you know what? I had a human being inside my body. I was given this wonderful gift and I am strong and beautiful. 
And everything about my body says you are powerful. And so to start changing that language, instead of looking in the mirror and saying, I don't like this, or talking to yourself about how something didn't go right and beating yourself up, when you can start to change that language, that can then you start to say, oh my gosh, I can start feeling that I do love myself because I'm no longer counterbalancing that by saying, hey, butter. And yeah, I'm supposed to feel that way, but I look at myself and I feel this way. So there's so many things that we do that are different, that just counter each other. And so when we start to recognize the self-talk and how important that is, and again, it's the same thing as just repeating those things until you start really feeling the feelings behind it, that that's when it really starts to change. Because I know that some days, I mean, I wear glasses, so I look pretty good without my glasses on. And I put those glasses on and I'm like, wait a minute. You look good I with look your glasses on too. Well, but then, you know, some days I would be like, gosh, what happened? Let me take them back off. And that's kind of how the compassion and the awareness, sometimes it's the glasses on and off when things are fuzzy, it's all good. But when it gets clear, we're like, wait a minute, I changed my perspective now. And it's to put my glasses on and say, I'm fucking sexy. I mm-hmm. am fucking sexy. And when you start to really own that stuff, then you're like, wait a minute, And that really starts to sink in and you've got all the, and you're just like, yes, I am rocking this life. So when you start to really find all those little areas where you were previously like putting yourself down and just keeping yourself buried and like, I don't want to be seen. I'm not good enough for this, you know, and it's not even that you recognize it. That's why getting in that quiet is so important. And to say, I have so much to give to this world and I have so much to give for myself. And once you start doing that, it just starts to exude all this confidence and everything from you. But it really changes because then compassion becomes part of who you are. You don't have to think about it. It's like ingrained in you and it just happens every day effortlessly. And when you do that, then it does change your world on the outside too. So then your external world starts to change because all everything on the inside changed. So there's so many little levels that the self-talk and that quiet time are two of the biggest ones that I see really impact moms when they can look at themselves and say, you know what? I am beautiful. I've done all these wonderful, amazing things. And I have compassion for that woman and that she, you know, take ownership of who she is and what she's been through and say, yes, I love her. I love myself. And then it really starts to sink in and it just takes habit and commitment to do that for yourself. Well, I think it's, it's beautiful. Cause like you said, so really the taking time for yourself and the self-talk, those are two simple takeaways, right. For people that they can actually take away today and start thinking about. Right. And, Absolutely. and that, <clears throat> like you said, a lot of times our self-talk is probably is self-criticizing and it's almost like we feel like we have to be hard on ourselves, right. In order to, especially those of us that want to be productive and want to move forward, we got to be hard on ourselves, Right. But, you know, if we wouldn't do that to our child or to someone else, then why would we ever do it to ourselves? And what you said is, you know, we're giving our sunshine to everybody else and not to us. And so, again, you know, everybody get that, right? If you're giving your sunshine to everybody else, what's left for you? Darkness. Mm -hmm. Darkness, right? Nothing grows well in darkness except for maybe mushrooms, right? And fungus and bacteria stuff, right? So if that's what you want inside yourself, I guess <laughs> don't ever shed light on the inside, right? Yeah. But, you know, it's, it's okay. You can shine light to others and shine light to yourself is what I'm hearing, right? 
Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Cause once, once that energy is going to come out of you and instead of just sharing it with everyone else, really get that from the inside and it's going to shine inside of you instead of saying, I'm going to have this light and I have to give it away. You're like, I'm creating this from the inside and it just automatically comes out. You're not actually giving it away to everyone. It's just, just huge beam that comes from you. And that is the life that most women don't realize that that's even out there. They just think that where they're at is where life is supposed to be. And that's not the truth. So, and for, it's not just women, like you said, it's for everybody, but we just think that where we're at is where this is what life is. I, mean, I remember thinking that, and it doesn't have to be that way because there truly is that wholeness and that health from inside. And it starts with truly finding that compassion that wherever you are, whatever's happening in your life, it's truly okay. And to love yourself where you're at and know that you will keep growing and getting healthier. Well, I think it's interesting too, because, you know, again, I mean, you help a lot of women, you've gone through it from a woman perspective. I've seen it from the man perspective, Mm -hmm. you know, as well. I mean, I'm divorced, remarried as well. And, and so I want to kind of go here a little bit too, because I think it's, you know, one of the ways that you're, that you're helping people. And, and a lot of times our relationships start to crumble and we don't realize it's our fault. Mm-hmm. Right. And so I don't know if it's going to be a little touchy or not, but let's see if we start to go there. Right. But sure. I've always, uh, you know, we'll take, for example, you know, the, the glasses, right. Oh yeah. I'm pretty sexy without my glasses, but when I put them on, ooh, right. Kind of thing until you start training yourself, look, I'm fucking sexy. Right. I think that's what you said. Right. Yeah. And, and, you know, really kind of from, from a man perspective and it, again, it, it affects both partners as well but I see this so much in my life and in the lives of other people that I know you know like you said you have babies first one like for my first wife boom right back to what she was looking like before second baby something happened with the second baby right sometimes it's second sometimes it's a third but your body just doesn't go back to what it was let's say right and at that point, a lot of women I see start to get hard on themselves and think that they're ugly or, you know, they use words. I'm a fat, ugly mom. I'm just a mom. I'm, yeah. you know, different words like that. And, you know, what I've, what I've always felt from a man perspective is, okay, yes, there's symmetrical beauty in the different stuff that we are kind of taught. And part of it's biologically based for us reproducing. Okay. But whether somebody is handsome or beautiful is so much not really tied to their physical appearance. Mm -hmm. It's how they feel about themselves. Sexiness, it doesn't matter what your body looks like right? It's, it's a state of mind and it's a thing that's exuding. And so what I see so many people, you know, happen, I saw it kind of in my relationship, there were other issues too, but there's, you know, uh, the mom takes care of the kids, feels like she's not attractive because she doesn't feel like she's attractive. She just assumes her partner doesn't feel that she's attractive. So, sex starts going on the skids, you know, and they start having these separate lives and we grow apart. Yeah. 
And it's just a natural progression that we see over and over and over and over again. Absolutely. Right. And so sometimes it has to go that way, I guess. But some of these things that we're talking about can help it from having your life burned down. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I call it the love gap. When you just slowly start to pull away from each other and you're so consumed on kids and other things and you don't even realize because you're inside your own head, you're in your own world. So for me, I was an internal, I'm an internal processor. And so I didn't like conflict. So even when things would come up, like with my partner, I wouldn't talk about stuff. I just kept it inside. But so for me, that was like even worse because I was already internalizing so much about myself. And then I wasn't talking about the other things that were bothering me. But when I talk to women, it's always, you know, I wish I could be a better example for my kids. It's still not about themselves. It's like they've removed Mm. themselves from the equation and they're still wanting to give for them. And I was the same way. Like I didn't want to start making changes in my life until I saw my kids were being impacted. It wasn't about me and valuing myself. But definitely after having kids, you know, we really were just, we want to, you know, nurture those kids and we give so much time and energy. And then we don't make time for ourselves to even exercise or maybe eat right or whatever. And we we just compound the issue a lot of times, but even, I mean, I would still work out. I still got my like 20, I would do, I'm a 20 minute girl. I'm like, I'm done after 20 minutes. (laughs) You runners good for you. I'm like, I'm done with this, (laughs) but you know, I still did not feel good about myself. You know, I, cause like you said, our bodies change, it looks different. And I'm like, gosh, you know, it's just not going back the same way. And it did affect me showing up because I was more like cautious and wanted to be covered up and like, wasn't like this vibrant. I wasn't in my feminine energy. I was more guarded. And I was like, no, okay, well, yeah, sure. We can go have sex. We'll do it. And then, you know, lights out and all that. (laughs) And, but when I'm in my feminine energy, which is the I'm fucking sexy energy, you know, I'm rocking it doesn't matter what it's how I'm feeling from the inside. And that's where I was just, I just kept burying things on top of everything. And so it just kept getting more and more buried my feminine energy. And I don't even think I realized there was like masculine feminine. I just never thought about it. You're just doing life. You no one teaches you, Hey, here's a difference between this and this. And here's how you do this relationships with yourself, let alone with other people is not something that we get taught. It's something that we inherit and we see from generations passed down. So until we get this awareness, we just keep doing what we're doing, which is just a broken model. And it just, it impacts women so much. And I see it all the time where they're just like, yeah, I know I should take care of myself, but you know, but I want to be a better, better role model for my kids. And I know that they're starting to say and do the same things I'm doing. And, and so just to stop and say, you know what, it's, let's start working on how much you are amazing as a mom, you're amazing as a woman, you're amazing as a human being. And let's start identifying and really looking at who you are because they've just like pulled themselves away from it. And I think it applies to men too. It applies to all of us. We just don't take that time for ourselves. We just become these roles. I became a mom. I became this coworker. I became, you know, a wife. Like they lose their identity as themselves and they don't even know who they are anymore. And that's always changing because as we know, you just pull layers and layers and layers off of it. There's an amazing cre- you know, creation in there that is just waiting to come out. And it's just taking that time to say, you know what, there is so, no matter what size, shape, color, anything you are, you're the most amazing you. And if you could find that, just uncover that 
then wow. And so, yeah, that sexiness is just buried in there and just to uncover that and peel that it's just, they just lost touch with it. And I was the same way. I mean, forever, I was the exact same way. And once I really took the time and went through all this processes, all these discoveries of myself, I'm just like, Oh, no one's covering this stuff up again. Uh-uh. <laughs> we are not doing that ever again. And sometimes my partner will be like, um, where's the feminine Stacy? You seem to be getting kind of, I'm like, Oh shit. I'm like, okay, let's go. <laughs> you're right. Let me take a peel back. Let me go. Let me go find myself again for a couple of days and I'll be good. And it's just, you know, just habits, they come back. And it's just to really keep in those habits of self-love and compassion and, and loving that butter in the mirror, loving that woman and saying, that is me. I love her every single day. Well, and I think it's important because as you brought up there too, we, we all get kind of put in these different roles. Mm-hmm. That's external again. Right. And, and those external roles change. Absolutely. Right. And, and so what we do is we end up getting comfortable in our roles, but those roles change. And mm-hmm. so, again, you, I mean, you see this in, especially in women's lives, because again, that's who, that's who you, I know you help a lot, but you know, you get married or, you know, get into a long-term relationship. Now, all of a sudden you're in a different role. You have children. Now, all of a sudden you add another role mm-hmm. to it. Right. Uh, And then, you know, as the kids are growing, you know, your PTA president or you're doing stuff at school or they've got soccer or whatever. Right. You've got all these different roles that you're that you're playing or filling. And then there gets to a point when they don't really want anything to do with mom anymore. Well, that's a little bit of a different role. Right. And then they leave the house. They become adults. And again, the role ends up changing. Right. And so if we place all of our sunshine on other people and on all of those roles, right? When those people leave or the roles change that we've been giving sunshine to, we don't know who we are. Mm -hmm. We don't know who we are. And so, you know, one of the gals I know she does, her topic is kind of women at halftime, you know, women, menopause, 50-ish kids out of the house, it's like all of a sudden you wake up and it's like, who the hell am I? Yeah. Right. I don't recognize my husband. You know, a lot of divorce happens when the kids leave the house too for for that reason. But you know, if we spend more of that time knowing who we are, nurturing ourselves, focusing on shining the light inside and helping us grow as a person, it seems like it's going to make it easier to get through all those different phases as well. Yeah. Yeah. Cause you're creating from your authentic self. You're creating not for the role. You're not playing the role. You're just creating from who you are. And as life changes, you're just like, Oh, well, this is who I am. And this is just something that's happening out here. So how am I going to respond to that? And what does that look like for me? And it's really just showing up just, as yourself. And it's amazing how much magic happens in life when that happens. I mean, everything on the outside world right now is pretty much topsy-turvy. I think we can all agree on that. It's just a weird world we live in right now. Yet I know so many people that once they've done the work and they're like living from their true authentic self, we're like, life is pretty good. I mean, these things don't bother them. And that's really a testament to taking care of themselves and knowing what's best for them and not the external stuff. And it's all a journey for all of us. And I think of my kids, I ask them lots of questions. They're like, mom, why do you ask me so many questions? My gosh. And I'm like, well, 
<laughs> I can tell you what to do, but that's what I would do. And until you understand how you think things through and what means to you, I was like, it's just to get your brain working and to get you thinking. And so it's really just taking that time for themselves. And I've seen them change in that respect. Um, and even in my partner, he's like, gosh, you ask a lot of questions sometimes, Stacey. And I'm like, well, you know, I ask a lot of questions on myself. And that's really the best thing I can do for myself is truly to, when something happens externally, come inside and say, okay, how can I work through this? What's the best thing for me? How can I love myself through this? And what's my lesson that I can have here? Because I know that right now, this is the experience I'm supposed to be in. So it's not a blame game. It's not anything like that. It's not victimhood. It's where, what is my lesson? How can I have compassion for myself and for everyone else around me in this moment and know that I'm showing up as my most authentic self and taking care of myself too? Because then when I'm whole, I can give so much more and not feel depleted because I know that's where I originally was coming from was to give until I was completely tapped out and my bucket was empty. And yet I kept giving. And I know that that happens to so many people, especially when something traumatic happens in their life. And there's huge changes, like you should, said, whether it's you get fired or you change jobs, your kids move on, you get divorced. It's, you know, what, what happens then? Are you able to keep giving to yourself and to be yourself and show up that way? Or are you completely tapped out because you were relying on stuff from the outside world? And so I think that's the biggest shift that people can make is to truly go inside themselves. And so as a mom, it's important to me because I've been able to change my life, but now I can help change my kids and say, Hey, you thought about this and it's up to them if what journey they want to take. But that's another reason I work with, with women so much is because I know how they think mostly, but also how much impact we can have on the next generation is we can embody what we truly love about ourselves and our kids will see that and we can embody the relationship with our partner and they're going to see that and then they're going to take that with them so all the stuff that I do for myself I'm doing for my family and I'm doing for other people in my life and I would have never thought that way like to do stuff for me was like one of the most important things I could do to have an impact in the world and so it's taken a, quite a while to get there, but now I see how much that changes and how the dynamic and my family has changed and my, with my partner and just everything. I'm just kind of like, well, this is, you know, when life comes on and creates a whole world goes crazy. I'm just like, okay, <laughs> this is great. Well, that's why it's, it's still, you know, the older I get, the more I realize that the real answers are often 180 degrees opposite of what we've been fed our whole life. Yeah. And I think this, this is one of those topics, right? Where we get taught, you know, give, 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 serve, 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 you know, get that outside validation. That's what's really important. That's how you're changing or making an impact in the world. Right. Yeah. But if we do that and ignore ourselves, it leads to burnout to you know, burning down, whatever, right. Relationships on the skids, health issues, everything else, right. That that's really a broken strategy that the only way to really do it is to start with yourself. Now it seems selfish, right. Which again, we've usually labeled as something bad, mm -hmm. but if you're not that energizer bunny, if you don't have all that energy and power within yourself, you're not going to be banging that drum for very long, right? And the minute that you stop banging the drum, 
your light goes out in the world, right? So instead of shining all of your light out to everyone else, shine your light inside and then let that light from inside you shine out. Yeah. Right. And that actually by taking the time to be compassionate with ourselves, to take care of ourselves, to love ourselves, right, is the only way to change the world, mm-hmm, right? Yeah. You change the world one person at a time, but you'll never change the world if that first person you don't, you, if you don't help yourself mm-hmm. first. Yeah. And it's totally, like I said, it's like totally 180 degrees different from what we're usually fed, but your evidence of no this is the way to do it yeah no absolutely and that's why I think people don't realize that and they just until they hear about it they're like what how is that possible and you mentioned service and when you can serve from that place of wholeness it's a completely different way of serving and I know that doesn't mean that we don't serve but if you can't serve yourself and take care of you then yeah serving is just empty it's an empty um, task it's a checklist basically is what I felt like Like I knew I was supposed to do it, but I was just doing it because I was checking boxes and I was like, God, this is so empty for me. And now serving, it has a completely different energy about it. And it's so fulfilling, but it's so like, it's it's an energy exchange that is beyond belief where before the energy I was exchanging was, Hey, I'm tapped out, tapped out, I'm tapped out. And that's what I kept giving out. And I think that's what a lot of people do. They want to give, they want to serve but they just don't have the energy to do it. And when, like you said, you take care of yourself and you have that, it's like this beam. I always think of it just like a, like a light inside me is just like beating constantly. Like, come on, let's go, let's go. We just want to get out there and do some stuff. <laughs> <laughs> well, cause, cause that's where it is. I mean, it's, you know, yeah. If you, if you want to use kind of that physical metaphor, I mean, imagine like your heart or something else is like, it's like a nuclear fusion, not, not fission, but like fusion, which actually provides a lot more energy than fission does from like atomic bombs and reactors. But if you can actually do the atomic fusion, right. And have that, that energy, your battery, your internal battery, you're going to provide much better light, right? To the world and service in a totally different way than if you've got a little chipmunk in there on, you know, a little bike trying to run a gyro, you know, that's having your light going like (laughs) kind of thing. That chipmunk's going to get tired after a while. Yeah. Right. And that's, again, it's an external thing versus doing something internal. Yeah. But yeah, changing the world, it truly starts with every single one of us and taking that time and compassion for where you are at the moment, knowing that you're impacting not only yourself, but so many people around you. It's just, oh, sorry. Just, it just, it's just amazing. And it's really what the world needs right now is people to, to have compassion for themselves, but for others, but that starts with you and it starts in your family, for your, yourself, your family, your husband, your kids, your, your wife, if, you know, it's just whatever it's, it starts with those around you. And it's so important, especially right now, because there's so much division in the world that when you can really start with yourself, you may not be able to change the world in one day, but you can start changing your world in one day. 
So start with the daily stuff, really take time for yourself and have that compassion because it's what, what's what everybody needs. And we just, I don't know. It's just, just is what it, I just love it. I do. I just, I could talk about it all day. <laughs> I know. Well, and I can too, but again, we've got to get back to our days. People listening probably have to get back to their days as well. Yeah. But Stacy, thank you. Um, thank you for coming on. You are an amazing person. Um, I appreciate, you know, getting to know you better too, even though I know you, but it's, it's, um, I know you better after talking to you today as well. And, and the light that you're trying to share with the world as well. So, you know, if people want to reach out or, or connect with you, how's, how's the best way for them to, to do that? Well, thank you again. I've loved every second of talking with you, sir. So just lights up my heart and love you. <laughs> so thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. So yeah, um, I, you can find me on the web, of course, it's um, stacyogle.com. So it's S T A C I. And then the last name's O G L E. Dot com right. and then on um, Instagram it's I am coach Stacy and I'm also on Facebook as Stacy Oval. All right, perfect. I'm I'm Stacy everywhere. You're Stacy everywhere. Yes. <laughs> it's good to be Stacy. <laughs> it is. So no, I I appreciate you. any any final you know thoughts before we before we wrap up today. I mean I think there th- this is one of those episodes where there's a lot in it, folks, and there's a lot of layers in it. And each time you listen to this, you're going to hear something different. Yeah. It's just, it's a, you will get there where you are right now is where you're supposed to be and love yourself for where you're at. doesn't matter where it is. It truly is where you're supposed to be. And I think that was the biggest lesson for me to know that where I was, was where I was supposed to be and to take the next step every single day and have that compassion, no matter where you're at and just commit to, you know, those small things to change your life. It really does pay off and you can change your life and those around you and such the, the slightest changes really do add up to a lot. So love yourself. Cause I love you. And I love you, Mr. Jason. So thank you. So <laughs> oh, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. I, pre- I appreciate John here and uh, you know, keep going and serving the world and you know, everybody that's listening again, take Stacy's take what she's, she's telling you to heart and just, just make those little changes. Just do one, one little change today, one little change tomorrow. And before you know it, you'll be in a completely different place than you ever realized that you could yeah. be at. And it's perfectly fine for you to be exactly where you are right now, because that's where you need to be, but you're going to be somewhere else in the future. And you Absolutely. ought to be pretty damn proud of yourself. Yeah. Like you said at the beginning of grateful for that person who went through that because she allowed you to be who you are today. Yeah, Absolutely stuff (laughs) thank you thank you thank you thank you thank you and that's a wrap thanks for listening to today's episode of jamming with jason keep on rocking in the audit world and if you enjoyed this episode please share with your friends and leave us a review on your favorite podcast platform connect with me on linkedin and let me know what you enjoyed the most about the podcast and you may even be featured on a future episode. When you're ready to turbocharge your leadership development, join the Briefing Leadership Program, where you get access to everything in one place and can interact directly with me in the group. If you'd like to earn continuing professional education for listening to today's episode, head on over to C-Risk Academy's video on-demand learning platform 
at ondemand.criskacademy.com. Not only do you get a CPE certificate, but you will also have access to hundreds of video on-demand learning opportunities. The views and opinions expressed on this podcast are that of the individuals and not of their respective organizations.